Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. No matter where you are, take your Bible and turn to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. 1 John chapter 4. Uh, this is um, uh, what I love to uh, kind of refer to also as the love chapter. Uh, the love chapter. Yeah. Only people who was fr- grew up in the 80s knew any tune I just sung right there. Love Boat. Yeah. Yeah. Young folks said, What? Is that on Netflix? Is that on Netflix? Well, that's, if it's not, it should be, Rob said. I like that. The love boat. But this is love chapter, uh, John, uh, uh, 1 John chapter 4, 1 uh, Corinthians chapter 13 also referred to it. But you see uh, something in this chapter, love uh, mentioned, said, spoken 21 times and only, I believe, nine times in the uh, book of uh, 1 Corinthians 13. So again, there's a lot of love here. And uh, this was written by uh, John. John is uh, referred to as uh, the disciple who Jesus, anybody know? Loved. Uh, he referred to himself that way, but hey, it's, you know, uh, he, he, at least he got it. I think he made a connection. I hope you will start referring to yourself as the disciple Jesus loved. And I hope you'll see Jesus as loved this morning before you leave. I hope that's what you get before you leave this place. But First John chapter 4, a lot of Bible today, uh, you know, as, as usual, but i um, love to give you as much scripture and less opinion as possible. So uh, here's the Bible. He says this. He says, Beloved, let us Love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Please remember that. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us. I love that. That's so powerful. And sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That's the full payment for our sins. Verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us His Spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in Him and He in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. And again, you see this, God is love. He who abides in love abides in God and God in Him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. Aren't you thankful? But perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Amen. If we love him this morning, it's because of his love first towards us. Verse 20, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does uh, not love his brother whom he has seen, 
How can he love God whom he has not seen? That's referencing back to that verse 12. And so verse 21 again, he says, And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. We'll talk about the real Jesus this morning being love. He is love. So, Father, we come to you again, Lord, asking that your Holy Spirit, asking that your presence and your, your power, God, would just speak into every heart and life right now. God, help us to grab hold of this today, this principle of who you are. And, God, I pray, Father, that as we see who you are, God, that will show us who we are and who we should be and how we should live our life. And, God, what that does in us. So I thank you for the love that's in this place, in this room. And, God, it is available to every person here that receives that love. And, God, we thank you for it. Give you praise for it all, God. And, Lord, we just thank you one more time for loving us. And we ask all these incredible things, Lord, in the name above every name, Jesus. Amen. 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 I am, um, I, I, we've been in this series uh, for a while now. Let's kick this off on Easter. And uh, we've been talking about the real Jesus. The real Jesus. Uh, there's, again, a lot of things that you may hear about Jesus. There are things that people may say about him. But I love to go see what the Bible says about him and find out even what Jesus says about himself. And that's the picture we should have. The world tells us a lot of things, and people have different images of him in their mind and what he looks like. And uh, it's amazing some of the pictures sometimes that people have of Jesus. Uh, I uh, just Googled this, and you can find it as well. Um, I'll ask you not to do it right now. Uh, don't play Pokemon right now and all that kind of stuff. Put it all down. And some of you are like, what? Uh, just don't ask. Just, but just uh, here are a few images of pictures that people have of Jesus. Now, these are just pe- pictures that people have of Jesus. Um, the first one, number one there, is uh, this image. Uh, this is a um, kind of what I'm going to refer to some of these. I've named some of these. Some I've found named as I Googled them. But this is the classic Jesus. So I just refer to this as the classic Jesus. This is a, this is a picture, actually, that I grew up um, in a Christian home, and this was actually a picture that we had on our wall um, of, of Jesus, and uh, it, was, it was cool, pretty large picture that we had, and, and so it was kind of a sh- little bit shaped my mind and my understanding maybe who Jesus was. Uh, again, the classic, you know, he's tanned and, you know, nice trimmed out beard, looks good, uh, that's Jesus, uh, classic. Uh, this, the second one I found was this. Uh, this is just Jesus at the tomb. Um, aren't you thankful he didn't stay in the tomb? Praise God. I mean, so I'm thankful for this picture. Probably not exactly, maybe maybe accurate what it looked like, but uh, again, I'm thankful that uh, we serve a living, resurrected God. He's alive today. That's the difference in our God and other gods. He's a living God who loves us and hears us. Um, I kind of ref- say that kind of reminds me of Fabio a little bit, if anybody knows what Fabio uh, is. Um, I can't believe it's not the butter. Uh, you know, I kind of, I don't know why I think that when I see that. Um, the next picture of, of number three is this is just Jesus with children uh, that you see that, you know, he loved kids. Um, this is actually a picture. I think we had this picture maybe in our home. This is home interiors. It used to be popular back in the day in the 90s. This is one of the things people sold and made money. It was a great little industry. Somebody made bank off that. Uh, but again, Jesus loves children. Uh, number four is referred to in Google as Buddy Jesus. And um, again, this is as he's referred to on the thing, um, <clears throat> buddy Jesus. Um, he's our friend. He is our friend. We did learn that. Um, number five, uh, Jesus, and this is one um, you see Jesus arm wrestling Satan. And um, I mean, knows this is not theologically correct in any form or fashion. Um, 
there is no competition. That's, again, another whole message. But, uh, again, one you find on, on there as well. Um, the next one is uh, Jesus the King. And, um, again, someone had that picture in mind. He is King of Kings. Again, another message in the series. If you haven't listened to this series, go get the messages online. But he is the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Uh, number seven, uh, this is uh, Jesus from a horrible show. Don't watch it, uh, and I don't. So, But this is uh, the South Park Jesus, and typically, again, someone in their mind had this picture, and when you hear things about that Jesus, it again, not Bible, not who Jesus is, but again, the picture some people have in their mind that has shaped who Jesus is. Um, the next one is uh, one we talk about often. He is uh, the one at the door, and he does knock, and he does want to come in and have a relationship with you personally. Aren't you thankful for that? It's not just just someone we come and talk about. We talk to. Uh, as we sung, he knows us. He knows every detail of our life, loves us anyway. That's the Jesus relationship he wants to have with us. And uh, number nine is uh, the almighty Jesus, um, he is, this is what I refer to as the swole Jesus. Um, if you know anything about being swole, uh, <clears throat> he's the swole Jesus. Um, again, we know he was a carpenter. I think he wasn't just a wimp, but he didn't physically break the cross. We know spiritually there's some significance in that. But um, again, swole Jesus. And the last one is uh, something that would be a great Christmas present for all your friends and family. It's the bobblehead Jesus. Uh, that, again, you just find uh, on, on Google. I don't know. Again, someone made that. Uh, again, um, just pictures. Uh, you can go back to the graphic slide, but just um, just pictures, again, of people and who uh, maybe they have in their mind. I'm going today to hopefully, when you leave, put a picture of Jesus in your mind that the Bible tells us of who he is. And I hope that is the picture that you leave with this morning. And I hope that picture just settles in your mind, in your heart, about who Jesus really is according to the Bible and who he wants to be in you. And so again, the real Jesus that we know, we just read it, that the real Jesus is love. And so I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to give you four things today. One's going to be a question. And so uh, we'll answer the question uh, according to scripture. And then I'm going to give you a few things again, according to the Bible, about what love is. So the first one is this. We ask the question, what is love? What is love? The, the great uh, poet from the 80s called Foreigner uh, actually uh, uh, asked the question, penned it, uh, uh, you don't want to know what love is. Uh, and, and they wanted to know what that question is. And that's a question that, that we ask ourselves a lot of times. What is love? What is this thing? And, uh, and according to what we know and what we've read, we know that Jesus is love. God is love, and so it is not just something that he does, it's who he is. It's important. This is not just something that he does, this is who he is. Jesus, the real Jesus, is love. And so if he is love, and we have a wrong picture of what love is, we then in turn have a wrong picture of who God is. And so this is something that happens so many times. What's our view of what love is has messed up our picture of who God is. And so he's trying to tell us who love is and who that is. And it's Jesus. First John 4, 8 says, He who does not love God does not know God, for God is love. That's who he is. 
And so, again, this is not just something he does, but it is who he is. This is just by, by his very character, nature, he's love. And so if we don't have the correct image of what love is, we don't have the correct image of Jesus. And so it's one of those things that because of we live in a fallen, messed up world, and we've had what we think are love relationships with people and, and experiences in our life. And if someone has done this, if someone has made, made claims to you, has maybe spoken and said things to you and, and made uh, de, you know, declarations over your life that they love you and then that person has wounded you, you will have an opportunity. You will. It's what happens. It will put in your mind the understanding of maybe love is that. That is not love. It's not love. And so we can't let this world mess up and shape our understanding of who love is and, and what that is. And so we can't, I, I believe this again, because again, what we've read, that I don't even think you can truly love someone without God in your life. I don't think it's possible because again, if he is love, it's not possible. We may have some type of emotion we may have some type of feeling, and if we have that feeling and we don't have God, the feeling can change, and as a result, love can be, in our mind, gone. But what is love? It's God. It's Jesus, who He is. I've even seen this. I believe what happens in a lot of situations, a lot of times, I've seen people who start out, and they, and they maybe are walking in a love relationship. I'm going to put this in the best way I can, maybe as a couple. I'm going to put this as a couple, a husband and wife, uh, whatever it may be. But there's two people who maybe are in love with Jesus. They have a walk in a relationship with Him. I've seen this happen. You've seen where maybe possibly one person in the relationship can no longer have the relationship with God. All right, now this is what happens. That, that will in turn do something. It will cause a destruction and a separation within the relationship. This is, this is what happens and what takes place. You see this often. Or you see this. You see two people who maybe are in the, in, in the situation, they're in a relationship or whatever, and then one person comes to Christ and then they have a relationship and understanding now of what love is, and the other does not. It's very difficult to see and understand this, but this is something I deal with a lot in ministry. You see this, and, and this is what happens. I've seen difficult situations in, in families that are in complete and utter destruction. I've seen this where somebody can look at a situation and say there is no hope for that relationship. I've watched this unfold with my eyes. I've watched one person in that relationship come to Jesus. And then this is what happens, of course, in every relationship, there's always two involved, and both people in that relationship have a tendency, because they're human, to do things they should not do in the relationship. And then this is what happens. One person falls in love with Jesus. The other person does not. This person wants healing and restoration and, and, and life and love to flow into this relationship. This person doesn't know how. And so they're able to do this. This person who's in love with Jesus is able to say this, I forgive you, I love you, I want this thing to look this way, and this person doesn't understand and comprehend it. Why is that, why is that the case? They don't have God. So what do we begin to do? And this is how we should begin to look at everything in our life. We should begin to pray that every person that we know and involved with, they come to Jesus. 
That that is the, the ultimate goal. They come to Christ. Because again, you're speaking a language to them and, and, and they don't understand. I, I mean, I've been driving a bus this week helping out uh, at a camp that's going on and there's a lot of Hispanics on the bus and they've been speaking a language I don't understand. And they get to going and I'm going to slow down, slow down, slow down. Como te llamos? Me llamo Terry, you too? And they laughing and they carrying on or whatever, but it's what's going on today in a lot of situations with people. And here's what's going on. This is what's happening. We're seeing turmoil and destruction in our land. We're seeing separation and a breakdown of humanity. And there's things that are happening and we're looking at saying, man, why is this place in the way that it is? Why is this world so jacked up? It's because someone in the situation does not have the love of God in them. And so this is what we begin to do is this. If the love has been placed in our life, we give it to others. We represent that. We show that. We model that well. Because here's the truth. Not just in word or in action, or not just in word, but in action also. Because you can say anything. I've seen it. I've seen those, you know, talking to, talking to the honey, and they're they, they telling them, letting them know, baby, I love you. You know, you got about your lip and quiver a little bit when you say that because you're serious. And then you, you say, baby, I, 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 I love you. That You're my world. Girl. I mean, everything. They cry a little bit. You believe it? You think they're serious? And then they break your heart. How, how is that happening? How do you go from, you know, the wind beneath my wings, baby, <laughs> to moved on and gone on and in a situation, in a relationship, and somebody else is bad? How? hell the love of God is not there that there's no other way to describe that because we see in scripture that this is who Jesus is a matter of fact he tells us in John 15 we were singing about it earlier I love when the songs go with the Bible he says greater love has no man than this than to lay down one's life for his friends you know how much he loves you he loves you so much that he laid everything down and gave everything for you that is love and why did he do that why did why is that what happens because he's love and when we love someone that's what we do as well so we give that we lay that down that's what love looks like and so it is is who he is. The second thing is this today is love is the scale. Okay? Love is the scale. When you look at the situation, you look at your life and you examine yourself. And as we should, we should always examine ourselves to see if we're in the faith, if we're walking this thing out. We can look at that and the scale by which we have to measure whether or not we have this in our heart is the love that we have one for another because we can have everything else and have not love, we have nothing. Look at, what, look at what 1 Corinthians 13 says. And I like the Message Bible in this, in this uh, paraphrase, this version of this. In verse 1 it says, If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, and, but don't love, 
I'm nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all mysteries and making everything plain as day, but I have, and I have faith that says to a mountain jump and it jumps, that's faith. I mean, that, that is, that's, that's a great thing. We have that. But I don't love, I'm nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the state to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've got nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I am bankrupt without love. That tells me a lot of things. That means we can do a lot of things and do them well. And there, that, that verse 2 there, it reminds me today a lot of what the church has tried to become. They've tried to, they've tried to become more plain spoken, more eloquent, more, more uh, practical. And you hear these things and they have, oh, if we do this, or you have the other place to where it says we're going to have more faith and we're going to be this and we're going to be that. Listen, if you have all those things, you know you can have them all and still not love. And we're bankrupt without it. And this is what he said to us. He does not make this really for us something that we get to choose whether or not it's okay to do or not to do it, even who it should be, the love that we give. He tells us this. He actually does something in Scripture that we kind of gotten away from. That's the commandments. Again, the ten we've been set free from, and we're not underneath the law any longer. We're under grace. But listen to a commandment that is still in action today. He says this. Jesus said in John 13, verse 34, a new commandment I give to to you. What are we supposed to do? What, what, is, what does life look like for us? This is it. I give this to you that you love one another as I've loved you. That you also love one another and by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. You want to know what will change a world, what will, what will do things that will bring healing in life. And, and more than ever, this is what must take place. That's for the body to love one another, the church to come together and represent Jesus and do it well and love as he loves. Because he tells us this, this is the scale. This is the measure stick, whether or not if we're his disciple of whether or not we have love for one another. That also tells me this, when I look at the scale, if I look down and see what number on it, it also can tell me this, if I'm not his disciple. I can look down and see whether or not where I'm measuring up and, and what's going on in my life and the love that I have for others. And so he's telling us here, he's not making it optional. He's telling us, and so this is something that we have to understand is love is not a feeling. It is not a feeling. And uh, I mean, we, you can, I mean, lose that love and feeling. I'll sing it if I need to. If it makes a point, get across. Somebody like, no, we're good. No, we're good. You never close your eyes. No, I won't do that to y'all. But listen to me. You can lose that. And, the, and Hollywood's told us that. And the world's told us that. And, them, and they've told us that we can come in and out of it. I can fall in. Now I no longer love that person anymore. If you no longer love that person anymore, you know what you did? You quit deciding to love them. You made a choice to no longer love that person. And when we make a choice to no longer love someone that God tells us to love, we're disobedient. 
So he asks us to do this. And again, this is not easy. This is very difficult. And it's why we must have Jesus and we must have a full picture of what that looks like. It's why we must ourselves be falling in love with God more and more. And we keep getting closer and closer to him. And what's happened so many times, we've done this. We've pulled ourselves away from God and we've gotten further and further away from him. And please understand, the further we get away from him, the less we know what love is. If there's, if, there's, if there's bitterness and there's things and there's hurt and there's anger and there's so much stuff going on, it's probably because we may be in a place where we kind of pulled away from where he's at. Because I promise this is how it works, and I say this in relationships. I don't believe you'll have two people that are going after God, and I don't believe you have two people that are going after Jesus. I don't believe you'll see a separation to pulling away. You'll always see a coming together. Because Jesus would tell you to love them. Jesus will tell you to love and forgive and do these things, do those things. He tells us that, and so he speaks this to us. And I'm afraid what's happening is like a story that I heard one time. And I think this maybe is what's happening in a lot of situations, and there's many reasons why we pulled away. But I heard a story, and it, the story kind of goes like this, that there was a couple been married 50 years. And they, on their 50th anniversary, they were going out, and they were having them a little time away, and they were going down the road. And as they were driving down the road, they, the, the wife looks over at the husband. He always drove. And he's sitting there behind the wheel, and she's sitting over there in her chair on her side and her seat. And she said, honey, remember how it was when we first started dating? Remember, I used to lay up on your shoulder and I used to have my head laid over and you used to rub my hair and tickle my neck. You don't do that anymore. And he looked at her and he said, I haven't moved. Somewhere along the line, she slid over and she's gotten the things that come between or whatever it may be. And listen, this is what's the good news about Jesus. That's what I love about him. If there are things that have gotten between you and him today, he hasn't gone anywhere. But all we have to do is come back to him. All we have to do is just allow him again to embrace us. And listen, when we do that, love will be poured into our hearts. And listen, this is what will change our nation. This is what will bring healing to our world. This is what changes schools and workplaces and homes. That's love. And, and when we begin to walk this out and we live this life, and again, it's a decision that we make. And then the third thing is this. When we do this, this is what love will do. It will demonstrate itself. It will not just be said, but it will be shown. And we'll see this operate and walk out. And I kept hearing this word as I've been watching the news the last couple of weeks like you have. And I kept hearing this word come back to me. And, it, and as I was, I was watching the news, I was hearing this. They kept saying, the demonstrators have done this. And demonstrators have done that. And demonstrators, and there's people demonstrating about all kind of stuff, man. And they're demonstrating about this thing and that thing. And I'm hearing it. And I kept hearing demonstrator. And I remembered a verse. And I was like, wait a minute. What true demonstration? And what, what is real demonstration? So I, I just looked up the definition. This is what a demonstrator is. According to the Encyclopedia Dictionary, it says this. Number one, there's two definitions it gave. The first one is this. A person who takes part in a public protest, meeting or march. They're gathering to protest something. They're a demonstrator. Second one is this. A person who shows a particular piece of equipment, works, or how a skill or craft is performed. Demonstrator. 
and I got to thinking about both of those demonstrations and what they look like. And the first demonstration, again, we're seeing people that are coming and opposing something, and they're demonstrating their protest of something else, or a people group, or social group, or whatever it may be. They're in protest of something else. So they meet and gather, they march, whatever. I seen the other one. They're doing this. They're meeting, and they're demonstrating something because they're trying to do what? Sell you something. I've had demonstrators come into our home and try to sell us windows. You ever had that guy come in and he stood on the window? And he was like, see, leave this window, it's strong. You know, whatever, I've been in, been in stores, and they're like, come over to aisle 13. You know, Tyler, you're a demonstrator, man. You're probably one of the best demonstrators in our church when it comes to selling something. That joker, you, you, that's your calling, bro. And he was selling me, but come let me demonstrate something to you because, again, the goal is to get something to you. They want to sell you something. Again, both of those things, there are, there are times when those are needed. But let me show you what true demonstration of love is. True demonstration of love tells us in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. God demonstrates his own love towards us. He demonstrates his own love towards us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And I said, man, that is demonstration. That is not someone trying to oppose or protest something else. That is not someone trying to trying to sell you something. He is the one who does this and demonstrates what true love is. He's not trying to protest something. He's not trying to sell you something. He's trying to give you something. And he gave his life. And what if the world would do this? What if they would demonstrate the love that he demonstrated for us? What would happen? Let me tell you you what happened. Healing would happen. Hope would have restoration would come in this world. And I hope the picture you'll get today is the true picture that comes to my mind a lot of times when I think about Jesus. And, and it's not some bobblehead. It's not some action figure. It's not some, some painting of, of, of some artist, of some, you know, tan, blue-eyed, blind Jesus. Listen, what is Jesus? Get a picture 11, if you would, from Matthew. That's the picture of Jesus. The picture of Jesus that we read about, this says, I lay my life down. I freely lay my life down. He gave that to me and you. That's what he did. He said, no man takes it. I lay it down. What, what is love? What is, what is the true picture of Jesus and how much does he love us? Go to the next picture if you would. And the last one for today is this. That's love. That is the picture of Jesus that he so loved us, he gave his life. I'm going to be honest. I don't love that way. Struggle loving that way. If you're honest, you do too. But you know what he asked us to do? Love the way he loved us. What is, what is that going to take for me and you? It's going to take a crucifixion and a crushing of our flesh and our nature as well. 
It is going to take the same thing. It is going to take us allowing something to be beaten down that wants to rise up. That's our pride. That's our prejudice. That's all the things that the enemy will try to use to raise up within us. But when we do this, when we allow those things to be crushed and broken and bruised and laid to the side, then we can begin to love like only Jesus loves us. Then and only then. And he shows us in this light. And he says this in 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. He says, by this we know love. Because he laid down his life for us, and we also will ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. And the fourth and final thing about love is this this morning. It can't be stopped. True love, Bible of Jesus love cannot be stopped. We sung about it, and it came straight from the word. It says this, that I am persuaded that neither death nor life, Romans 8, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He sees me. He knows me. He loves me through and through. And I pray today the picture we get of Jesus will be one of love today. As you stand and the worship team begins to gather here, I want to close with one last verse. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8 says this, And above all things, Above all things, have fervent love for one another. We're talking about that word fervent on Wednesday nights, and it's been awesome. But have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sin. And I don't know about you, I, there's been multitudes of sin in my life. There's been things that only Jesus could heal me from, save me from, forgive me of. This is a good thing about it. He loved me that much. And he loves you that much. And I just want you, if you would, to just bow your heads and just right where you're standing this morning. I want to ask two questions. The first question is just, is simply this. Do you need to receive love this morning? Do you need to receive love this morning? Second one is, do you need to give love this morning to someone? Hey, and, and the first one is this. Is there something that may be in your life today that you need healing from, hope from. And listen, let me tell you what love will do. It'll heal you. It'll bring life to you. Covers sin. Cleanses us and makes us new. And this is how much Jesus loved us. Enough to give His very life. Enough to give everything for. He loved you that much. And this morning, if every, every believer, every brother and sister in the faith in this room right now who's, who's walking with Jesus, has a relationship with Him right now, I just want you to just do something. I want you just to just begin to pray, if you would. Just pray that the love that you encountered, that you received in your life, because again, if you're a Christian today, you had to have received that. You had to let that love come in and, and cleanse you and make you new. Only Jesus can do that. I just ask you if you just begin to pray, because there could be some here right now that have... Have, need to make that decision to receive the love of Jesus. There could be some listening to live stream or maybe even podcast months from now that you're praying for right now as a believer in the faith that someone's going to get saved later on. Whatever it may be, 
But just right now, if you're walking with Jesus, you have that love in your heart that can only come from Him, just begin to pray. And right now, if you're not able to pray and you're not able to join the other people in this room who are, who are talking to God right now, let me tell you how much God loves you. So much He gave His life. And He freely gave and He freely wants to give it to you. And it does not matter how good or how bad a person you are or have been. Love can cover it and heal it and bring life today. That's my Jesus. That's the real Jesus. That's Him. And every Christian's already made this decision. You need to make, you may need to do that today if, that, if you have not. If you look at me and just say, Pastor, would you pray with me? I, I, I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to receive love this morning. You don't have to come down the moment you can, if you like, when we open up our altars for a time of prayer. But right where you're standing, I want to introduce you to love. I want to introduce you to Jesus. And if that's you and you say, man, I need to receive the love of Jesus in my life today, just do this. Just slide your hand up just real quick. And I'll just I'll acknowledge that and see that. And I'll pray with you. Just raise it up high. If you're here, you need to say, I need to receive the love of Jesus today. Raise it up high. God bless you. If you're listening via live stream right now, just right where you're at, the love of God can just come in. You can just receive His love right now. If that's you, just simply pray this. Just say, God, I, I see today that you love me. I felt unlovable. You love me so much. You gave. You gave. So I now receive by faith. I believe that you gave your very best, your life for me. I believe you, Jesus was resurrected. Like Jesus ascended to heaven. I believe Jesus is going to come again and I'm going to spend eternity with him. I receive your love now in Jesus' name. Just heads are still bowed. Eyes are still closed. If there's, if there's some that right now that you just need to receive love, you, again, you may already be a believer in Christ. You've already walking with Jesus. But there's just been some things. There's been hurt and there's been some situations and there's been some damage. Let me tell you what love will do. It heals damaged places. It heals cracked and broken and bruised situations. If you just need to receive some love and you need some just some healing in some areas of your life, just by acknowledgement today, just say, Pastor, you're talking to me. Just, just simply raise up your hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see you. God bless you. I just pray with you. And church, can you pray as well? Father, right now, God, I thank you today. You are love. Pour yourself in now. Place love where there's bitterness. Replace uh, right now where there may be hurt and anger and frustration, replace that with healing and love and hope. There's been death and destruction or separation. Lord, bring restoration, healing today and strength. God, we just ask that and believe that today. In Jesus' holy name, thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for that, Jesus. Thank you for being a healer. Pour your love out. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm going to ask one more, and this is a tough one. A, this is a tough one, and, and this is why I want you to be honest. And I believe, again, there may be, as I've spoken today, there's been some situations that have happened in your life, and there's been things that have been done to you or against you, or, and, and you may not deserve that or whatever. 
but you're having a hard time loving someone else. You've been having a hard time loving someone else. And you just simply need to do this. You just simply say, just say, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. I need to give love away. I need to, I need to give it to someone else. Not, not just receive it, but I need to pour it out. I need to give it away. And I need God's grace and His Holy Spirit to help me do that. Just simply do this. Just raise your hand up. Just raise it up. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. See that hand. I see that hand. See that hand. I've been in that situation. And this is what the love of God will do. The love of God. You can't do this on your own. It's hard. It's difficult. But you simply do what you've just done. You make the decision. Not based on a feeling. But based off the word and what you know to be true. That he is love and you want him to operate in and through you. You've made a decision today. It starts with that. I want to pray with you. and. Just pray over you right where you're at today. And, but I, I would encourage you to do this. Let me tell you how the best way to do that, the best way to, to begin to give that love away again, it starts with the word that Jesus did for us. That's called forgiveness. It's called forgiveness. Just forgive them. Release them. Just release them today. Let forgiveness flow. Father, I thank you right now for honest people in this room who know they're in a safe place, who know they're in a place where there's love. You can honestly say today they just need to give that away. So, Lord, I just pray, God, an abundance of love will be poured into them so much so that it overflows. It overflows, God. It's poured out of them into other places and other people. So, I thank you, Lord, for a church a body, Lord, who wants to love like you loved us. We thank you for that today, Lord, in Jesus' name.